the first reading we heard this uh, famous um, vision that the prophet Isaiah had. At a certain point, he saw God sitting on the throne with all the angels around and that kind of stuff. And uh, the first reaction he had in front of the vision of God was, uh, I'm doomed. I, nobody can see God and survive. And I am a person with impurity. I have impure lips living among impure people. I am doomed. I'm going to die. I'm going to go to hell. That was the, the desperation that he, the, the prophet Isaiah felt in front of God, in front of these um, unfathomable beauty and justice and mercy and love that he saw. He felt completely like nothing, unworthy of being there. He was terrified. And so uh, God uh, sent an angel. The angel went to the altar and grabbed a piece of wood. Now, um, our altars look like tables because uh, we are representing, we are, we are um, living the sacrifice of Jesus at the Last Supper. It is a dinner. We receive bread and wine. But back then, at the time of Israel, the altar was like a grill because that's where they would burn animals. Well, probably the size of, of our altar was a square as well. And uh, it was on the ground. There were uh, 12 big rocks around, three on each side for the 12 tribes of Israel. And in the middle, there was a uh, wood, burning wood. And they would put animals on top of that to burn them, to offer them up to God. <clears throat> and so the, the angel went to the altar, so to this big grill, grabbed a piece of uh, burning wood, red hot, and put that on uh, Isaiah's lips. Now, probably wasn't very pleasant. That's my guess. Uh, and so, uh, you know, must have been also quite messy, you know, the, the, the fire, the, the blisters and blood and that kind of stuff. But in that, he was purified. He went through that pain, you know, that, that symbolic gesture, and he was purified. And the first reaction for that is to offer himself to God. And after he touched his lips, then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go first? For Who will go for us? And Isaiah answered, Here I am, send me. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> but but he, he offered himself completely right away. Here I am, send me. That was his reaction. Now, let's put this on the side for a second, and let's have a look at the gospel. Um, today, we had the, the miraculous uh, catch of fish, and we have two of those in the, in, the, in the gospels. The first one is this, at the very beginning of Jesus' ministry. Jesus had just met Peter and Andrew and John and James, you know, just a few days earlier. They decided to go around and preach, decided to have a little bit of following, and... Uh, uh, they, they, uh, they you know, one day they were following Jesus on, on, on the beach, on the shore, and, uh, and there was uh, uh, Peter and, and John and the others coming back from a, a very poor night of, fish, uh, of fishing. They didn't catch anything. They must have been quite tired, frustrated, angry, you know, knowing Peter with his, uh, uh, you know, sometimes reactive, impulsive um, personality he had, he must have been quite upset. 
and just said, hey, can I borrow your, your, uh, your boats for a few minutes so I can talk so that they, they, they don't, don't press me, that kind of stuff. And so, okay, let's stay a little bit longer. And then I just said, okay, that was nice. Now, why don't we go for a little, uh, you know, uh, ride on the waves? It's beautiful morning, so let's enjoy this weather. Okay, let's go that. Let's do that. And then he just said, okay, throw those nets there, down there. And he said, we have just cleaned our, our nets. We are tired. We need to go to bed. And tonight is, it was a bad night. But then something in Peter said, but on your words, I will do that. And so they had the miraculous catch of fish. And so, um, and Peter immediately um, went to the shore. Um, you know, they, they pulled everything. And then when he was on the shore in front of Jesus, his reaction was the same reaction Isaiah had. In front of this beautiful event that took place, in front of this great mercy and love that Jesus showed them, this great power, his reaction was to say, I am nothing. Now, he didn't say, I'm doomed, because he couldn't quite understand that that was God himself he was looking in the face of. But that, that was the same reaction. I am nothing. I am not worthy of being with him. And he said, depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. I'm impure, a man with impure lips, living among impure people. Same reaction. In front of God, this is the reaction we have. And in the same way as uh, God um, purified, so to say, um, Isaiah with a charcoal, Jesus purified Peter, Peter in another way. He must have been there kneeling at Jesus' feet maybe crying, sobbing, you know, embarrassed, not being able to look at him. And Jesus raised his face, and that must have burned inside. And he said, from now on you will be a catcher of men, a fisher of men. Come with me. And he went, here I am, send me. Who will come with me? Here I am, send me. Same, exactly same story. One in a great vision, one instead in the flesh. And then the story goes on. A couple of years later, two and a half years later, Jesus dies, comes back to life, and spends the 40 days among um, you know, the apostles of a, on and off. You know, he would show himself a few times. And one of them was at the end of another uh, night of, um, you know, when they didn't catch any fish. Peter and the others, again, tired, frustrated, were not. They arrived to the shore, and Jesus is on the shore. as about 100 yards away. And so he said, hey, did you catch anything? It was, uh, you know, the beginning of, uh, of the day. It was uh, still, uh, you know, the twilight. It was still dusk. And so they, they, say, they couldn't recognize him. And so I said, no, we didn't catch anything. Throw your nets on the right side. What? But something again in Peter said, okay, I'll do it. Let's try and they caught 153 big fish, St. John is specific on that. And so Peter doesn't even wait to arrive to the shore. He jumps into the water and starts to swim towards Jesus. And he arrives in front of Jesus, his friend, his, his teacher, his uh, beloved one, and he doesn't know what to say. You know, it must have been a, a pretty awkward moment because uh, in that moment, for the first time, it was just him and Jesus after Peter had betrayed Jesus. And Jesus came back to life, and he was still around, but always, you know, on guard, you know. Uh, he's he's going to fire me at a certain point. He's going to tell me, you know, you have done this, so you're out. He, so now he's in front of Jesus. He said, uh-oh, maybe I should have waited for the others. 
And uh, so Gia doesn't say anything in that moment. The others are right, they cook some fish, they have breakfast, they, they chat a little bit, and, you know, maybe someone is dozing on and off. It's, uh, it's been a long night. And finally, when probably the others are asleep or at least distracted or quiet, Jesus uh, talks to Peter. Hey, and, P and Peter said, okay, here we go. He's going to, um, you know, give me a earful uh, of, uh, you know, a piece of his mind. And instead Jesus said, do you love me? Now imagine how that must have burned in Peter's heart. He He's the one who said, I will die for you. He even bought a sword. He didn't know to use a sword, but he bought a sword thinking that he could do something about it. And instead he ran away for the coward he was. And they said, you, you are one of them. You are a Galilean. No, I don't know that man. Three times. And when Jesus was on the cross, he was not able to be there close to him. John was. He was away. Maybe uh, in the city, somewhere on a roof, looking at the distance where uh, uh, Jesus was uh, uh, on top of the hill, was being nailed. And he had all of that in his heart. And Jesus said, do you love me? And Peter said, yes, I do. Three times Jesus asked. And Peter three times said, yes, I do. And after the third time, Peter, uh, Jesus said to Peter, uh, you know, uh, feel, well, he's, uh, after every time he said, feed my sheep. So you are the Pope and you can, you'll be able to, to do that. And after the third time he also said, you know, one day uh, you will, uh, uh, someone will uh, tie you and take you where you don't want to go. Um, you know, telling him, you will arrive to the point when you will be able to die in my name. Even though you are not ready yet. Even though you are the weak Peter that we know you are. A stubborn Peter that we know you are. But something will change. And so, what changed in the end? In, in the end, God sent another fire to Peter and the others. Like he did for Isaiah to purify his lips, God sent another fire that this time burned them from within in a much more powerful way. Not just the, the burning that he had at the beginning of being embarrassed, but the burning fire of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. And that changed them forever. After that moment, they could not be the same. And the second after that, that, that the Holy Spirit entered them, the church was born and they went out uh, to the streets announcing the gospel unafraid, courageous, certain, converting people. The, first, the very first day, Peter uh, spoke in, to, to all the crowds that he, he could find in Jerusalem, and they converted 3,000 people. They baptized 3,000 people. And so we, we are like Peter. We are like Isaiah. We are impure. We live in, in, a, in an impure society. We are sinners. We are a small people. And uh, we know how good God is, how great God can be, how beautiful. Uh, he, he, how full of love and mercy He is. He shows us. 
But in front of that, we feel embarrassed. In front of that, we feel like we don't deserve it. In front of that, we feel like we want to run away. And so many times we do. So many times we do. And when we find ourselves, you know, we commit a sin and they say, well, I committed that one, I don't deserve God, I might as well commit many more. And instead, what we have to do is to allow God to burn us, to burn us from within, to purify us. You know, just today I was uh, um, thinking of this, you know, a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, I went to another parish to help them with, with Mass since we have the grace of having five priests here on activity so we can uh, you know, share the goods. So every once in a while we go to other parishes to hear confessions or to, to celebrate masses. And so I was in the confessional there for an hour and a half and I heard five or six confessions. Today I was in the confessional here for an hour and a half. I might have heard for maybe 30 people, maybe more. And it was the two of us there. And after I said mass, there were a few more. And we had another hour and a half this morning. How beautiful it is that there are so many people going to confession here. You know, sometimes I joke with Father Michael and the others say, uh, we are fading as priests. We are not teaching them how not to sin. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll get there. <laughs> but at least uh, we learn that uh, we, we need a God to purify us. We need God to burn us uh, with his fire. This Father ultimately is love. We need to be able to receive that love. And sometimes I feel saddened when I, you know, I hear a confession or, or, or hear of people that they deny themselves the love for such a long time. Uh, you know, months and months, sometimes years or decades. Let us uh, allow God to burn our hearts, to burn our lips, to burn our lives with his love. Let us not deny ourselves His grace. Uh, we want to, uh, to be able to, re to answer God, Here I am, send me. But unless we allow Him to change our hearts, we will be stuck in our shame and weakness.